Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Callie is a 42-year-old female diagnosed with fibromyalgia in her late 20s. Before children, she was well-controlled with exercise and working hard to get a good night's sleep. Now she's the mother of three young girls, one with special needs. She has little time to take care of herself and has needed more frequent use of medications to control her fatigue and pain symptoms. What's the best evidence in 2022 on the treatment of fibromyalgia for Cali? Hi, it's Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Susan Feeney, Director of Adult Gerontology and Family Nurse Practitioner Programs at the UMass Chan Medical School, Tan Ching Fen Graduate School of Nursing. Hi, Susan. Hello, Frank. This is such an important topic. It is. It really does impact so many of our patients and their quality of life. So what are some of the basics about fibro as far as diagnosis and things like that? All right. Well, fibromyalgia has evolved for quite a while. Its name has changed. Its, its criteria has changed. Um, there's just a couple of simple basics that I think we can use to help to guide our diagnostic approach. It's a chronic widespread but non-inflammatory musculoskeletal pain. So they won't have synovitis. They won't have huge joint swelling that we might see with an uh, rheumatologic condition. It also has multi-system manifestations. Um, the theory is that there's a disordered central pain regulation since uh, it tends to affect women more commonly than men. About 70% of those who carry this diagnosis uh, are female between the ages of 25 and 65. Uh, again, this is not a primarily a joint or a musculoskeletal problem. It's more of a problem or believed to be more of a disorder of central pain processing. So Frank, you wouldn't have the inflammatory markers then, serum inflammatory markers with fibro. Is that correct? That is correct. There is a diagnostic criteria. It does not involve blood tests. You you might, if you're concerned, if you see symmetrical symptoms, you might want to get a, a measure of inflammation like a CRP or a SED rate. But the diagnostic criteria is using a variety of uh, indexes. Uh, the widespread pain index, the WPI, and the symptom scale are two scales that are recommended by the American College of Rheumatology to evaluate patients you suspect as fibromyalgia. The, the WPI covers 19 body areas, including topics like fatigue, uh, waking without feeling refreshed, cognitive dysfunction, and quite a few very subjective symptoms. Concerning the pain, the pain has to be present in four out of five body regions, and the symptoms have to be present for more than three months. Fibromyalgia can be diagnosed in addition to if they have other clinical conditions. So if they have depression or they have gout or they have asthma, it doesn't preclude the diagnosis of fibromyalgia also being present. And I think that's something that I typically forget about this condition. Yeah, that is really helpful. So what, what do we know about the best treatments for this? 
As you probably recall from your training, there's quite a few different treatments that have been recommended, medications and other modalities. Um, but we have some really nice meta-analysis level data about medications in particular and what's most effective. This study, this meta-analysis looked at 36 studies, almost 12,000 patients. The vast majority of people in the study, over 90% were female. And when they looked at sleep disturbance, fatigue, and quality of life, the drug that was most effective was the one that does not carry FDA um, designation for it, and that was low-dose amitriptyline, a drug that's been around forever. Take it at bedtime. It's the most effective at controlling sleep, decreasing fatigue, and improving quality of life. Now, some patients have a predominance of pain and depression, as, as their presenting features of their fibro. And in that case, duloxetine was the most effective at controlling those two symptoms. Not surprising, they're useful, uh, and we, we have these drugs available. There are other drugs that carry the FDA approval, but these two drugs were the most effective. Um, all treatments uh, in this study were associated with very high dropout rates with one exception, and that's, again, amitriptyline, which to me always strikes me as surprising because the side effect profile is high. But I think patients will start taking any number of medications, especially those with fibromyalgia, and develop discomfort with it in some way or another and then ultimately stop. Amitriptyline, because of, likely because of its sleep ability to induce sleep, probably gets the most benefit. W one last thought, there was an associated paper on, on fibromyalgia looking at it, acupuncture, so a non-pharmacologic treatment. This was a meta-analysis, and it found that there was really significant short-term pain benefit and overall improved quality of life with 10 or more sessions of, of acupuncture. Things that acupuncture did not improve were fatigue, sleep quality, or physical functioning, which I thought that last part was interesting. So for your patients with fibromyalgia, don't be afraid if they have uh, sleep disturbances, fatigue, and it seems to be dragging them down, low-dose amitriptyline at bedtime. But if their pain is their presenting symptom and or they have a history of depression, duloxetine should probably be the first drug of choice. Wow. You know, will you, Chen? Well, they do have side effects, but they're medications that we've known about for quite a while. So this is really interesting. Well, what about other treatments? All right. Well, people use a quite a wide range of, of modalities for fibromyalgia, and some work and some don't. So let's talk briefly about dietary supplements. There's a variety of them out there that people recommend. Uh, there are influencers that have their own favorite. There's very, very little data that shows any dietary supplement does anything but mildly reduce pain scores, but none of them have ever been found to improve quality of life or any other outcome. Now, there is one exception to this. There was some mixed data um, and in meta-analysis, some data that shows a benefit to moderate vitamin D supplementation. It did alter the fibromyalgia impact questionnaire, but had no pain benefit. So if people want to use a supplement, the only thing you might consider is vitamin D. What about transcranial stimulation? Now, this is something that's gaining quite a bit of benefit in the world of depression, it too had a very small impact on fibromyalgia symptoms. It did improve pain scores slightly, and it did statistically improve quality of life in patients with fibromyalgia, but only those patients 
who did not have depression, interestingly. I thought that was going to be the perfect modality, but unfortunately, didn't work. What else works? Well, exercise. Exercise is probably one of the two things most proven to improve our patients with fibromyalgia. Their exercise programs lasting at least 13 weeks have been found to reduce pain, and each session should be at least 30 minutes long. Intensity can be varied based upon how well patients tolerate it, but exercise should be one of those mainstays that we recommend for our patients with fibro, along with the other most proven modality, and that's sleep hygiene. Um, that's improved by both exercise and it's been studied to have sleep is improved by both exercise and meditation when combined. So those are some non-pharmacologic things we should focus on. One last thought, Susan, about what didn't work. Chronic NSAIDs have no place in the role of treating fibromyalgia. Their adverse effects are far greater than their benefit. Opioids, again, the risk is enormous and the benefit is extremely small. And benzodiazepines, these are three classes of drugs we should avoid in all costs uh, with our patients with fibromyalgia. Wow, this is so helpful because really it sort of almost feels like common sense. We've got two medications that are well known to people that do seem to have benefit and then exercise and, uh, and meditation, you know. Um, all and possibly vitamin D. So what are you going to do for Callie? Well, I, I will check on how well she's sleeping, see what her, her ability to fall asleep is and if she wakes uh, refreshed or not. And if she doesn't, I'm going to probably prescribe low-dose amitriptyline. 10 milligrams seems more than fine as a starting place. Um, if she was having serious pain, I might consider adding duloxetine, um, but I'd probably make each change one at a time. And then I'd strongly focus on exercise. I, I think even a, a brisk walk multiple times a day is going to really help her sleep and help her scores. And if she sits, we know that's probably going to make her arthralgias and myalgias worse. Wow, this is so helpful. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, Susan. Practice pointer. In addition to counseling patients with fibromyalgia on sleep hygiene and exercise, consider using amitriptyline for those with sleep disturbance and fatigue and duloxetine for those with pain or a coexisting depression. Join us next time when we talk about race-neutral equations in pulmonary function testing and the ability to diagnose and manage COPD symptoms. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.